Welcome back to the Law Unscripted, where we talk about the law, all things about the law and the legal system. Yes. <laughs> that you never knew. Never understood. And no one ever told you. I'm Chelsea Rogers. And I'm Virginia Tarani. And we are with Tarani Law, LLC, because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. Okay. Tell the topic before it gets too far. We are going to talk about murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wahaha. Today is the murder episode. Yes. Um, so or as we call it in the law, homicide. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And it's true, as most of the attorneys and the law students, it's homicide. Yes. I mean, and, and it's really death because we'll talk about sort of like manslaughter, mm. which is not murder, right? Like, <laughs> it's different. That's, that is very true. Um, and apologies on the microphones today. Um, we're we're struggling a little today. We decided to be strong, independent women who can yes. set up their own set, um, only to realize that perhaps, perhaps, <laughs> not for sure, we might have needed some assistance. Perhaps my husband was useful after all in working on all the equipment. But hey, not look. that we had to have him, mind you, just in case he's listening, but he might have been of help. Yes, Um I think I think we did okay though. Let us know in the comments, but I think you can hear us, you can see us. At least well enough. Yeah, at least well enough. Anyway, so <laughs> murder, death, destruction. Yes. Um puppies. We have puppies. Um I I am pretty sure you can see at least one of our puppies very clearly yes. in the video. Um I have Willow who is sitting on on me. Yes. Um on on the couch she loves soft stuff that's what we call it so anything that is soft any blankets pillows whatever and so today she has decided that the little pink blanket that is on me means she should also be on the pink blanket on me charlie's beside me you may or may not be able to see him based on our camera angles but he's the other cocker spaniel and sky is scooch up next against him but i don't think she's in the picture at all yes i have the view and i'm so jealous of all three dogs curled up so cute on top of <laughs> on top of virginia um but maybe i'll sneak I'll, I'll get one to come to my side eventually maybe charlie does love you a lot he's a very sweet boy okay so virginia yes murder murder Death. most foul yes so um, i think anybody who's seen at least one um, episode of Law and Order or Criminal Minds or um, How to dies. Get Away with Murder, which is my one of my favorites. It's like a bizarre take on law school. They're like <laughs> a, a, a criminal law professor has like four students that, um, spoiler alert, came out years ago, but kill her husband and then she helps them get away with it. Um, but as the seasons go, they're just racking up a body count like no other. Wow. Um, I never watched it. It is truly absurd like it, maybe one episode would be like accurate to law school after that like it's not um because when our first years in clinic like there's a lot of things that just don't quite add up but it's worth a watch I would say I've watched it over and again a couple times I don't know that I can because I've <laughs> I've been to law school I've now been practicing for 17 years I've done prosecutions for murder. Yes. Um, I've done criminal defense and I get so angry just with law and order that I don't think I could watch no. that show because I start yelling at the TV that I'm like, you can't do that. 
You can't do that. You cannot do that in a real court. See, and it, it just doesn't happen. I get so excited at this point because I recognize you can't do that, right? I'm like, I do know the answer to this, actually. <laughs> like, I'm still at that point. So when I see the inaccuracies, I'm like, I actually know the real thing. Oh, oh I might get Charlie. Oh, oh. Charlie moved. Oh, sweet boy. Oh, and Sky has scooched over this way. Perfect. Oh, Charlie. But no, what I was saying is that anybody who has seen any of these shows um, has heard first degree murder, second degree murder, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't think I've ever heard that on a show, but third degree. What does that mean? Yeah. So there definitely is a difference. Okay. And there's the standard difference. And this, I think, I think will be more interesting for most of our, our viewers and listeners. Yeah. Um, and honestly, with the episode that we're doing is... Yeah. The, the week, I guess, about two weeks after now the video has come in yes. or out for the, the the Tyree Nichols case. Yes, and the charges were pressed maybe last week or the week before when this comes out. Um, and sort of in our weekly wine and that mm-hmm. week, we talked about what the officers were charged with, what they possibly could have been charged with. Yeah. But it kind of inspired us that it does get confusing and there are Here's the thing about the law. It's not like it depends. It's such an obnoxious answer, but every it's state true. is different and how they approach even like first, or I mean, first degree is kind of first degree everywhere, but sort of like what that, the statutory requirements or elements are, are going to vary mm-hmm. a lot state to state. They really do. And there's the standard answers. So when you're in law school, you're taught, um, you're basically given a little flow chart of here's First degree, down to second degree, and that you start at the top and then you go down to four. First degree, second degree, voluntary manslaughter, and involuntary manslaughter. Those are the ways that you're taught. And then there's like this little line to put two at the top and two at the bottom. Um, So the first, the top two are first and second, and then there's the manslaughter group together. And then a couple others sprinkled around. But in reality... Most states have similar rules, but like you're saying, even state to state, they differ. And we're going to pull out some of that is there's a difference in Virginia code versus Tennessee code, which is what um, the officers have been charged with in the Tyree Nichols case Mm -hmm. where they've been charged with second degree murder. And um, we're going to take a look at that and what could they have been charged with? Absolutely. Um, And then the difference there between... Tennessee's first and second degree murder versus Virginia's felony murder. Yes. Or charges. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think the way they did it in law school for us too is like generally when, you know, when you're doing a hypo, start at second degree and you're probably going to go up or down, right? Because second degree is, I think the example you use, I think it's great, is that like I walk in and see my, you know, spouse with their lover and I and I have a handgun and I I fire it and I shoot it. That's probably second degree murder. Yeah, isn't there that um it's such a guilty pleasure of mine. There's the old Maroon 5 song about yes. that. You remember <laughs> yes. and it's like I had to shoot him dead. Yes. The oh my gosh, what is the song? No, you're exactly um, right. Wake up call. Wake up, call. Contrary to morning with another one in yes. my bed. Yes. I, I never sing. And the fact that I'm singing on camera is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, with another one in my bed. Yes. So I had to shoot him dead. Right. He won't come around here anymore. <laughs> I would hope not. But yeah, that's but the yeah. classic. Here's second degree. Heat of passion. Crime of passion. Crime of passion. That's the like, that's the thing. Heat mm. of the moment. Type you meant of- to kill him. 
And that's the the top part. So the first and second are kind of clumped together because it is an intentional act. You are trying intentionally, purposefully to kill somebody. Yes. Um, So the second degree is like, oh, you sure meant to do it. But it's in that heat of the moment. Um, It is that crime of passion. It's you get so emotionally wrapped up into it. Yeah. um, That there's just a little bit lesser of criminality isn't the right word to say it, but culpability, culpability. Yeah. Where they're still saying this is really bad. Yes. You shouldn't do this. This is really bad, but we're not going to say that it's first degree because first degree you think of like premeditated, um, you lying in wait. Like you think those are the like scary, like the serial killers. Yeah. That is the premeditated. That's how we think of it normally. And yes. that's how, you know, the, the lost shows and movies, is yes. the murder in the first is one of them um, is, yeah. you know, you, you, not only do you intentionally and purposefully do it, but right. you plan it. Yes. You set out to make it happen. You don't just find someone in the bed. You go and wait for them to get in the bed. <laughs> yes. Um, kind you of. found out about the affair four months ago. And you waited. Yeah. So that's that's the idea of yes. the difference of first degree is just that extra planning is that extra time of extra culpability right. of not only did you choose to make them dead, did you want it to happen mm-hmm. and you did everything to make it happen, but you really went out of your yeah. way to to do it um, yeah. in general. Just in general. Yes, this is super general, but it's sort of the like the guilty mind, the intent. When you think about someone who did something who like, I wanted to kill them, you're in there. Yeah, you're in the first and second degree. And when you get lower than that, it gets real complicated. It does. It's it's not as easy to understand the lowers. Is right. the the general idea that they tell you in law school and that you mm-hmm. can think of in most cases, most states, is there's the Malice crime. So there's yes. the you malice of fourth. Oh my god, malice of fourth. Where did that come there from? You Look. Go. Law school. <laughs> malice of forethought is the fancy language yes. a lot of states use. Is there is pre there is thinking involved. Yes. Um, it's done maliciously yes. um, with intent. Once you go below that line into yeah. the manslaughter charges, generally. You have voluntary manslaughter um, and involuntary manslaughter. It is hard to know the difference. And even I get tripped up on it. Me too. um, Because you're not doing, you're intending on voluntary manslaughter. Generally, you're intending to at least cause them serious grievous injury. Right. And they happen to die at your hand of it. Right. Like you get into a bar fight and- I don't think anybody who's getting into a bar fight is like, I'm going to kill this person. But if you're fighting and you grab a beer bottle in the midst of a fight and you kill somebody, you your intent kind of was formed there. Like yeah, throughout. you still had intent, yeah. right? And in in a way, what you can say is you did something that... <sighs> If you do it, you should have known yeah. that it could or would cause their death. Right. If you're using a baseball bat right. to beat someone, well, it's pretty reasonable to that, assume. Yeah, to assume that if you continue to use that baseball bat, that they are going to die. Absolutely. So maybe you didn't 
set out in your mind specifically to go kill that person. But if you are in a fight and you pick up a baseball bat and use it, then it's such gross, wanton disregard, reckless disregard for another human being's life that the only, you know, one of the main things that can happen is either serious bodily injury or death. Yeah. That this is, this is the natural flow of things, so to speak. Um, the, so the voluntary is, it's not malicious, right? But it could be intentional, right? And then the involuntary is where you didn't necessarily even mean to harm someone, right? But your actions are so reckless, so egregious that you're responsible. Right. And like you were saying before, um, not on this podcast, but on the, the weekly wine that we just did based on Tyree Nichols Mm -hmm. is a lot of times this idea is the vehicular homicide. Absolutely. I think that to me, that's the one that makes a lot of sense just to when you're obviously these are very general, but you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. this person got in their car, they were drinking and driving, they drove, they did all of those things intentionally. But their intent when they were doing that was never to harm anyone in any way. But it is so egregious that it's like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Um, The law makes you responsible for the death. It makes it murder or manslaughter. It makes it a homicide. It makes it manslaughter. So you are still criminally responsible for their death. But you didn't get into your car trying to kill somebody. Exactly. You didn't get into your car even wanting to hurt somebody. You got into your car just wanting to drive home normally, right? Right. But you got in knowing that you'd been drinking and that one of the natural consequences, it's so reckless. Yeah. It's such a disregard of other people's lives that you should have known better. And we're going to make this a homicide. Yes. So that's that's the very basics. That's the very basics. And I think we covered a lot fast. We did. But I think there's a lot there. But I think that's a good summary, right? Like you're, you start with most serious and that's that you thought it out beforehand. You know, you made a plan. You sort of um, waited. You had a chance for a cooling off period. I think that's a big difference between like second and third. We talked about sort of the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and you just acted um, would be second. But if you like acted, reloaded your gun <laughs> and, and shot again. again that's first. That's first. Because you had that intent can be like formed in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are good examples of that. And to kind of talk about what we're talking on the weekly wine, um, Ty- in the Tyree Nichols case, those officers have been charged with second degree, not yes. first degree. That's correct. So they have been charged above the line. Right. Think about, oh, hi, sweetheart. Oh. My little dog is stuffing her like nose under my in. arm. Um, <laughs> it's so cute. If you can see it on the video, it's worth watching. Um, but so it's above the line yeah. where they intended to do it. Yes. Right. That's the idea. Um, but they're claiming it wasn't, so to speak, the premeditated. Right. Um, However, Tennessee gets tricky, and I think that's yes. worth headed to heading to right now. Felony murder. Um, well, is yes, Similar, because yeah. in Tennessee, so this is where we say these are the general rules, but you have to look to your yes. states. Um, in Tennessee, I love this because I'm not a cr- criminal attorney. I'm not a 
in Tennessee. Um, I'm not a, a, a Tennessee attorney <laughs> um, at all. I'm a, in Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. Um, but reading the code sections is very interesting. So I've pulled out the code sections. So for Tennessee, they have been charged, the officers have been charged in killing Tyree in second degree murder. And in the ericjbirch.com site, who's an attorney in Tennessee, he describes um, second degree murder basically as, as this. So he says in Tennessee, Second-degree murder is the knowing killing of another person. So mm -hmm. that puts us above the, the line, right? right. That it's knowing. Um, and then he says the key difference with second-degree murder is mental state. A defendant does not intend after reflection to kill the victim. However, he might know that his conduct very well could have had that effect. For example, a defendant might beat a person to death and should know that several blows to the head could result in death, even if this is not the intended result. Right. Um, so that is, that is classic second degree murder, yeah. according to this, this site in Tennessee is that's his example of someone beating someone mm -hmm. and you should know that by hitting them in the head, right. That that could cause death. And based on what we're seeing in the Tyree Nichols case, that's basically what they did. Right. And I think what's interesting is the words after reflection, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what the difference is, is that um, for it to be a second degree, there can't be this moment of reflection where you continue. I mean, yeah. I would think um, that sort of the, uh, the, the space to reflect on something and then continuing to do it like moves us up that, that flow chart. Right. It does. It moves us up. And here's, so here's my favorite portion though, that, um, in talking about the, um, goodness, I can't move as much because my little dog is on so me. Sweet. I, I don't want to move my dog. Isn't that awful? Where you get into this place as a dog owner or a cat owner yeah. that you don't want to move if they're lying on you. So I don't so want to move my little arm because she's lying on it. Um, but I've moved enough to say I've found the Tennessee code section and the, the interesting part of mm -hmm. this case for Tyree Nichols in looking at the homicide charges yes is according to the description used in the example used yeah. by this attorney on the website, um, and that's probably a pretty classic yeah. description, is in Tennessee, first-degree murder is also described, so we're going higher, mm -hmm. and that's described as a premeditated and intentional killing. So that's yep. the classic version, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's your premeditated murder. Yes. But it's also described as an or. Okay, so they give right. you three options. One is clearly not a, a applicable here. It's killing um, as a result of throwing or using a, a bomb, essentially. Right. Um, but the second one has a whole list of things. And it says, mm -hmm. first degree murder is, and here's number two, a killing of another committed in the perpetration of or attempt to perpetrate any... And then it has a list of crimes. Which, to me, automatically sounds like something called felony murder, not first-degree murder. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, 
pause that. Yes. Because yes, we are going to do that. We're going to come right back to that. Um, Yes. So the way that it's described immediately sounds like a term that we use in law school called felony murder that is used in a lot of states. I did not look it up for Tennessee, but I do know the basic rule in Virginia. And in Virginia, this is more like felony murder. Right. um, Where it's, okay, I'm pausing myself. Okay, I said, okay. you pause and we'll then I'm talking about it. it. We'll come back to um, Okay. So going back to the Tennessee rule, it's, it's, so the list of crimes includes, it's a killing of another committed in the perpetration or attempt to perpetrate any dot, 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 kidnapping. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Tyree's case, yes. we have a kidnapping. That's They've what been they're charged, charged with, with it. it. Aggravated kidnapping. Aggravated kidnapping. Yes. And the aggravated kidnapping is basically um, restraining someone, keeping them restrained against their will, keeping them imprisoned, so to speak, against Mm -hmm. their will unlawfully. And the aggravation part. The weapon. Yeah. Is either threat of force, Mm -hmm. use of force with a weapon. Yeah. Or actual bodily injury. Yes. Um, so in Tyree's case, we have all three. Right. So in my mind, if they're able to prove the kidnapping charge, does that not by its definition mean they fall into this category? Right. It it seems like it. That's what I'm not tracking. And maybe it's one of those things that it's not always about what happens, about what you can prove. And I understand that. Um, which actually, we might come back to that saying because that comes from a fun movie that we can talk about. It's like oh. a '90s movie. We'll come okay, back to that. I like though. '90s movies. I grew up in the '90s. Oh, it's so good. Um, Which one? Called Eye for an Eye. Oh, I don't know that one. And Eric is, probably does though. Probably, but it has this concept, and there is a a crime. We can talk about it later. But the detective says to the woman um, who her family was affected by the crime, and he said, "It's not always about what happened. It's about what you can prove." And it's true. So with each level, as you go up this chart, there's more elements that are more difficult to prove, right? Right. There's one extra thing you have to prove. Exactly. So in order to prove first degree murder, you don't necessarily have, you don't just have to prove it was intentional. Um, you have to prove it was premeditated right. or you have to prove in Tennessee's case that it was in the commission of another crime in Virginia. And of course I left my, no, here we go. <laughs> In Virginia, where um, I prosecuted, the first and second degree murder, so the murder for first degree is, let's see, I'm going to try to read it off, murder other than aggravated murder by poison. Lying, I, I, li- I like Virginia's because it's like yeah. you list out these specific things by poison. Okay, that's a first degree murder right. just because it's poison. Arsenic and a lemonade, right? <laughs> like, isn't that by itself kind of premeditation? You would think so. Like, how do you accidentally or unintentionally poison someone? I don't know. Yeah, so I think there it's almost, um, oh, what's the right word? It, it almost doesn't need to be said by poison. Like if it's, it's kind of like if you're doing a po- if you're doing a poisoning, it's 
pretty much premeditated. I think so. It's like synonymous. So why they felt the need to put poison Virginia in Virginia has some funky things happening in their statue. They do. <laughs> they really do. So it's murder by poison, lying in wait, imprisonment, starving, or by any willful, deliberate, or premeditated killing. Um, or in the commission of, and this is... Um, Sort it's very similar to Tennessee's rule or mm-hmm. in the commission of or attempt to commit. And then this has specific ones too: arson, right, rape, forcible sodomy, um, robbery, burglary. So that's first degree. That um it, what you're looking at here is <laughs> the idea behind it. Extra punishment for people is, who do this. Yeah, it's extra punishment of these are such awful murders. Right. Not like any murder is good right. or nice. So, I mean, it, the murder is a murder. It's right. A, it's a loss a of death. life. Um, but it's all the ones like that are scary. Right. Right. These are the ones you watch shows about. Those are the headlines. These are the serial killer type of crimes. Yes. These are the horrific child abuse types of crimes um, where they're making those ones that just feel in your gut a little scarier, harsher, deadlier, hurter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) More painful. Um, Which makes sense. And that is that these are the first degree. Um, And then second degree is so funny for, for Virginia. Um, It's like, if it's not first degree, it's second. (laughs) So it's um, all murder other than aggravated murder and murder in the first degree is murder in the second degree. Well, so there we go. There it is. Um, That's Virginia's. But both of them do have a felony murder idea behind them. Virginia, not as much as Tennessee. But tell us what the felony murder is, at least in general terms, because it's not one of the four. No. So this is sort of an add on. Um, I would say, and that's kind of how we learned it, that of course the statutes, as we keep saying, are going to vary a little bit state by state, but the the thought behind it is, is that you are committing some felony. So I like to think about, you know, your grand theft auto, um, robbery, something like that generally. And in the process of that, someone dies, Mm -hmm. um, and then you can then be charged with that murder. It's like, but for you robbing this place or but for you stealing this car, this murder would not ha- or this death would not have occurred. And it has been used in some funky ways. Um, the one that it, I will never forget this. It just stands out to me so much learning it in law school. Um, brief facts where it was children, like a group of kids. I think they were ranged from like age 12 to like maybe 16. Anyways, it's not, it's not like super important. Um, attempted to break in and rob a place. Um, but the it was either a shop owner or a home, I really can't remember, was there and had a gun and chased them out and then shot them. Um, and unfortunately, one of the children died. But the three- rest- One of the robbers. One of the robbers, right. They're kids, but they're robbers. So one of the robbers died because they were shot by the person they were trying to rob. But all of the other robbers, the three other children, were charged under felony murder because in the commission of a felony, someone died. It didn't, I mean, they didn't have any sort of hand. They didn't have a gun. They weren't hand in the death, but they were able to be charged with murder under this doctrine. I 
think I explained that. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Because, and that's the thing, it's while in a commission of a felony. Right. So it's the idea of an expectation. If you do something yeah. by its nature that's violent. Yes. That you should expect somebody could die. Right. How many, how many drugstores, banks, right. um, 7-Elevens, like gas stations are right. robbed. And the idea is it's usually by force. Right. It's usually with a weapon. So the idea is if you're carrying a weapon around, if you're demanding money through Absolutely. a weapon, somebody is likely to die. Right. Or get injured. And so it, it places that extra, if someone's around and dies, yeah. then it's felony murder. Now, right. in the Tennessee and Virginia statutes, it takes it to that extra level. It's if you're doing... So I'm going to use your example yes. and alter it okay, perfect. just a little. So I'm going to use your example to say that makes sense for felony murder is yes. it's anyone who died yes. while you were committing a felony. Okay? Exactly. So yes. that is, it wasn't the shop owner who it's died. It's very broad. It's one of their own died. Mm-hmm. So it's felony murder. Yes. Now the shop owner dies. Which one is it? I feel like that, I mean, it could be felony murder, but you wouldn't charge that. I think. Does that fit under first degree murder? I feel like it could. I, I, could, yeah, I, I mean, feel like you could make a case for it, right? I think this is a thing with right. the law. I do think you can make a case for first degree. Mm-hmm. I think you're more likely to succeed on a second degree, um, at least for whoever's carrying a weapon. Um, it depends. Yeah. It depends on if it's the, I, I think it depends on a couple things. So first of all, by the way that the statutes read, yes. it sounds like if you're committing a robbery and you shoot someone, you shoot yeah. someone, right? then it could be first degree. Yes. Murder. Yeah, exactly. Um, if someone just dies, who's not felony. someone you shoot, then it's felony murder because it's so risky that while you're in the, the commission of this right. risky felonies, Shocking somebody. It may not be the person you expected or, right. you know, someone died and you didn't mean for anyone to die, but your behavior is so crazy. It's going, somebody's likely to die. Right. But it's easier in my mind to think of it switching over to a first degree murder under these statutes. If you're doing a robbery, you take the people to the back and yes. you shoot them in the freezer Versus. or in the closet, and then you leave. That seems to be during the commission of a robbery that would put it up to the first degree murder level. Yes, I think th- that makes a lot of sense to me is like the difference between, okay, you're someone who robs homes or whatever. So you go in during the day when you think no one is there is a very different, it, I mean, it's not very different, but it's sort of in my mind. That person is not as scary than the person who breaks in when they know people are home at night. Right? Like that is yes. a very different type of criminal mind that we're talking about, at least in my perspective. Um, and I think sort of all of these laws are, you know, based off of legislatures that think like, how do we assess risk for a community and what do we make our laws look like to best do that? Right. And I think that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. And that's um so in using yeah. your information. So in Virginia, it's lying in wait, imprisonment, starving, commission of arson, rape, robbery. Now it says burglary. 
Okay. Oh gosh, now we're going so back to it does to include burglary, but burglary is a forcible entry. Yes. Each fact is different. Tennessee. I'm going to go back to Tennessee. Look at this little foot. Oh, his little foot. Okay, so Charlie's <laughs> over by, by Chelsea, and he's kind of on his, well, I guess he is on his side, and one of his little feet. Just just popped went it up on here. up onto her leg. That's really cute. He's very comfortable. He's so sweet. Um, so Tennessee is very similar. Mm-hmm. Arson, rape, robbery, burglary. Right. Um, theirs is this this is just they have that kidnapping. Um that it just seems that there might I don't know. There might be, and maybe this is the part I don't know about Tennessee, yeah. is would you be able to say, yes, but there are exceptions under the Tennessee laws that they aren't usually. Mm-hmm. But under the, the code itself, you seem to be able to make. I, I think know. you could probably, again, it's one of those things you could probably make an argument for all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's like, what are you most likely to prevail on? Maybe. Yeah. I think that. That can be confusing as someone who does listen and watch a lot of true crime. I think that law school has given me a different perspective on that of sometimes, again, I'm like, I said it before, like a little, a little vengeful, like, you mm-hmm. know, throw them up. But I think law school has given me the ability to, even when I'm like listening to these stories to be like, well, yes, but right. Yeah. That you want to present your best argument and right. sometimes sort of maybe reaching up is not going to allow you to present the most convincing case and that's very true but you can also get into the idea of charging with them with the highest and lesser included and as long as it's a lesser included yes then one of them will stick or you hope which so. is a crazy thought to me again pre-law school like i would even understanding it's kind of a strange concept to think of like kind of charge high and that Maybe the jury says, well, they did something, but not that. So we're going to convict them lower. But it's only because it's not the action that's changed. It's the mental state. Right. That's the different level of proof. So they would put up, for for Tyree Nichols, they would put up the same facts. Yeah. And then you would ask, do the facts fit under this mental state Mm -hmm. or that mental state? Right. And in Tennessee, here's the difference for me, Mm -hmm. which makes it seem like it's a little easier to prove first-degree murder with their actions because there's this little section B that they have that Virginia does not have that says no culpable mental state is required for conviction. Which Under is wild, sections. wild for a first degree murder Except to say that. Except the intent to commit the enumerated offenses. So they're saying that if you had the criminal intent to commit kidnapping, you yes. can impute that into the intent needed for first degree murder. Yes. Which and is wild. That, that is so wild. That's where the felony murder rule is normally yes. done. That's why there's that felony murder, which says, okay, you intended to rob, but you didn't intend to kill. Right. So we're going to get you under the felony murder statute. Whereas that one in it's Tennessee in seems first. to say all you had to intend to do is commit the other offense, and then someone died, and now you're guilty of first degree. Right. Which is wild. It is. But they're there for a reason. Yes. And 
in Tennessee, that's what it takes. That's what their legislature decided should be included. Um, But it's, you know, that's, that's where we get into the intent is different. Now in Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, going back to you charged with the highest. So Mm -hmm. you could charge with first degree murder. If we were trying tiny Tyree Nichols, police officers who killed him, um, excuse me, you would start, you could start with first degree. Right. And then you say, okay, first degree is right. All of these elements. It's, by willful, deliberate, and premeditated killing. Okay? That's murder in the first degree. All other, <laughs> that's not first degree, is second right. degree. So I say, I believe that I've proved that this was willful, deliberate, and premeditated. Or that it was in the commission of an abduction. Okay, that's yes. how I say it. But the jury even can say, if, yeah, the jury can say I believe it, wasn't fair. it was willful, it was deliberate, but I don't think you proved to me that it was premeditated. So we're mm-hmm. coming back with second degree. Yeah. Right? Because it's not the first, then it's, then it's second. It says yes. everything else is second. Um, but then I would have to go, <laughs> if I believed it was not that, then I would go below that to voluntary manslaughter. Right. And it's just a little bit more. So it's not quite the same. It's not willful and intentional. Okay. So then we say, well, it's still murder. Yes. Um, But now now my intent is less. I still did not mean to kill him. Or I did mean to kill him. Now I didn't mean to, but my actions did cause his death. Yes. Um, so that's, that's a difference. I will never forget though. There was a trial while I was in Newport News, Virginia, and it was of a kid who shot another, another person. Mm -hmm. And the, the other two kids, essentially young kids, he lived Okay. But he he was severely injured. And they had charged him with malicious wounding. Mm-hmm. And the malicious wounding was with malice. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there you're getting into kind of like the first and second degree murders. Yeah. It was done with malice. Um, the unlawful wounding is you seriously injured someone and meant to, yeah. but it wasn't with malice. Right. Okay. And then, so that was a lesser included of malicious wounding. So okay. malicious wounding is you seriously harm someone and you meant to. Right. With malice. Right. Then you say, take away with malice and it's you seriously harm someone intentionally. Right. Then you take away the serious harm and you call it assault and battery. Okay. So it's, yeah. So then you get into a misdemeanor. All right. Now you're on a felony world and you get into a misdemeanor that it's just the intentional touching of someone else. Okay. You intended to touch, not necessarily that you intended to harm. Okay. But that you intended to touch someone. I will never forget you start so she charged him mm-hmm. with malicious wounding. Okay. Indictment was for malicious wounding. And she went in and said it's malicious wounding. 
defense attorney stood up and says, no, it wasn't with malice. So it's at least just unlawful. Right. Um, but we actually think it's assault and battery. And I almost laughed. I'm like, no, I can't laugh. It's a jury. I was in yeah. the audience. I yeah, wasn't yeah. even like prosecuting. You're just watching. I'm just watching. And I will never forget that the jury came back and found the guy guilty of assault and battery. Wow. For a shooting that seriously physically injured somebody. Wow. And they found him guilty of assault and battery. And I walked out going, what? Because it tapped him? Right? (laughs) The bullet just touched him? That is wild. How, how is this? Yes, it was that upsetting, Willow. Oh, she's it was. So concerned. Yes, I'm sorry. Mommy's getting very upset. That it is was wild. I just like, how do you do this? I was like, clearly it was malicious wounding. You don't just not shoot. I mean, you the gun didn't how do just you, like, go off. He was sitting beside behind him said in it a before. car. Guns don't just go off. How do you shoot someyone without? Maliciousness, like I can right without malice. That's like, the this word. Wasn't, not maliciousness. But and it, it was amazing that the guy didn't die because otherwise it would have been a murder. Right. So that would have been one of the ones of okay, well you charge first or second degree, and then maybe it's manslaughter. Right. But it would be like coming back and saying no, it was assault and battery. It's wild. What? Because you only intended to touch him with your gun. That's interesting. What do you do when you when you point and shoot a gun? What is the other, the only intent you can have in my mind is to kill. That would be my thought too. I mean, isn't that like the number two rule of gun safety? Like don't treat every gun as if it's loaded is number one. And number two is don't point your gun anything you're not willing to kill. Like I- yes. Unless you intend to use it. Right, like I'm not a big gun buff, but I'm pretty sure those are like rule one and two. Yeah, they, they are. That's what it is. So you if you're pointing your gun at someone ready and to you shoot. pull the trigger, yeah, like I, what else do you think is going to happen? That's fascinating. Yeah. So that's that's how in my mind is, to me, that's why if you think that you have enough evidence to, now you can't just charge them with the highest crime all the time. You right. have to charge them with good faith, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that the evidence you have could prove First degree. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. To me, that might be the harder thing in my mind mm-hmm. looking at this is like, how do you prove someone's mental state? Which is a question for a lot of crimes yeah. that I have. And I think it's something that in law school is interesting to learn about of like, what evidence do you present? And like, obviously the classic examples are like, okay, a serial killer went and bought rope and tarp. Like, there mm-hmm. you go. That is evidence of the mental state of premeditation, Right. It, it is. It's good evidence yes. is what kind of planning was made. There's this, the guy who's charged with killing his wife right now. Yes. Um, the Google searches. Right? He did Google searches. Now, I don't know if it was before or after she died. Do you know? It seems to be after. A lot of the Google searches were of how long it takes before a body starts to smell. Yeah. How do you dismember um, a body kind of searches? It, that at least seems to be pre-planning for getting disposing of a body. But there are, do you do Google searches of drowning people? Right. Like how to, 
how to get away with murder. Right. <laughs> um, Where what, do I buy a, lo- a gun near me? How do I take the serial numbers <laughs> off of a gun? Right. Yeah, in a lot of the true crime podcasts and, yeah. and stories, I watch a lot of forensic files. <laughs> I um, love it. God, I grew up on that stuff. I... And they came out recently with the sort of it's like forty eight hours. The, yeah, all of those is like you you go back is how far back did they they start thinking about this? Yes. Were they trying to find a hitman? Yes. Were they trying to pro tip? If you are buying a hitman <laughs> online, it is a cop. Like it is one thousand percent a cop. You cannot hire a hitman online. Yeah, but they try. People try to. People do because they yeah. So I'll tell you, this is the fun story. Well, I told you we'd come back to it. The 90s movie. Yes. And they're, I don't know actors' names. It's a real big flaw of mine, but they're like famous actors and I can see their faces. And the movie is called Eye for an Eye. Okay. And so again, the, it's, it's a really interesting movie because if you watch it with somebody, you like have these, you know, sort of debates about the morality of the movie. So, um, essentially the plot is, is that. There's this beautiful family, happy, life is good. Um, a man breaks in, um, sexually assaults, and kills the daughter. Okay. Heartbreaking. Um, there's some sort of technicality where evidence was excluded because someone didn't do something right, and he gets off, right? Crucial. So as I said before, the detective tells, you know, because the family is just beside themselves. How could this happen? And he's like, it's not about what happened. It's about what you can prove. Key point here in our story, because as you can probably guess from the title, the mom hears that and really takes that to heart in her mind. And I love movies like this. I do love me some revenge movies. Okay. (laughs) So what does she do? She fully, it was fully premeditated murder, but she set it up because this guy, she knew who he was. She baited him into breaking into her house and she killed him. Right. And the cop comes and he's like, be so for real right now. And she's like, prove it. Right? Like, this is a movie. It's a very, like, dramatic, cinematic thing. But it was very interesting to think. It was like, what is evidence of premeditation? So to throw that in, yeah. you know, a fake story, some levity with some of these dark stories. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, it, but, and that's the thing is, what what was done in the days, the weeks, right. the hours beforehand um, were zip ties bought? Did you right. buy duct tape? Did you, you know, what did you buy ahead of time? Did, how soon did you yes. purchase the gun? Um, where did you get the arsenic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just so, keep it around, you know. Yeah, was it in the pantry? Was it down at the dollar store? Like, right. these are the things that you're looking at but in the end premeditation also like you said earlier doesn't necessarily happen in weeks in advance right it can be i decide to turn back right and here's where the i think you might have a an idea for first degree murder for tyree nichols case absolutely because let's forget about the kidnapping is it premeditated because Tyree got away. In a period of reflection before they re-engaged. And they went after him. That see, like that is the classic example of They went and grabbed him again. Yeah. And continued to beat him, if not worse. harder and worse and more, because just because he got away. Right. So does that not it or it could be argued that that goes straight to the 
after premeditation because they didn't have to come back a week later. All they right. had to do was some some form yes. of intent and decision to go and finish it off. Right. We said that it's sort of the top of the conversation of, okay, you know, you, you burst in on your spouse and their lover that second, but you reload your gun that then becomes first. That is not like a, a time period of planning, but it is the sort of a cooling off period or a time for reflection. Yeah. And if you have like a moment of that and then continue forward, um, I would make the argument. I think this seems very easy to put on a case for first degree murder to me, At obviously least arguable. Look, it, me telling me telling a prosecutor how to do their job before I graduate <laughs> law school. Okay, like I, I get it, but I'm also like, but I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. Is it, at least it seems to me that there is a good faith argument to yes. be had. That the facts seem to say first degree. And let them hash it out at trial. That's fine. Let them argue it's second degree, not first. But I think it's first. I, yeah, and I don't even how think... how I would argue I it. don't even think that's a reach. Like, there's some cases where I'm like, oh, I do really feel like that's a reach. <laughs> this one, I I really don't. By the statute, I don't think it's a reach. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. And so going to the, um, the voluntary and the involuntary, yes. these are the harder ones where even we're struggling a little bit more to come up with the right kind of definitions. Hi, sweetheart. Yes, you can tuck in. That is so, so sweet. Um, so voluntary manslaughter. So here's, we, here's where we go, um, where the we Tennessee defines it okay. is they're using that heat of passion. There we okay, go. So here's the difference in some codes and some, some states. So, in Tennessee, voluntary manslaughter is the intentional and knowing killing of a person in the state of passion due to adequate provocation. Oh, that's my... Okay, this was a little fascinating thing to me I loved in first year crim. Adequate provocation, depending on what the state is, can be very, very different. Yes. Like, was this provocation for your average reasonable person? Mm-hmm. Other states take into account this particular person with their background does it equate to adequate provocation and that whole, we might come back to that again, but that's oh, one I of my that. favorite. It's, a, it's one of the most interesting things to me. There's the like famous case in New York of a man who the subway, that's exactly what I was thinking. That, there's a lot to that case, but that case made me so angry. I mean, it, this man kills, I think, he shot a whole six bunch of kids. I think it was like, like six I think kids he on the subway shot five of them. If I remember five or six and <sighs> it was absurd. It was truly absurd. There's a lot to the case and a lot of undertones and, and racial connotations, but it did bring up this sort of conversation of is the standard that we use, would a reasonable person have done this or this person with his background who had been um, attacked on the subway multiple times Prior to this, what is the standard? Yeah, the reasonable man standard versus the individual standard. Yes. Um, it, it is, it's hard to tell, and it's state by state, but yes. Yeah. Uh, there's, to me, I guess until it happens to me, I want it to be a reasonable man standard, and then if I get caught with it, then I want it to be an individual to me so, standard. Okay, yes, I think, and our <laughs> professor did such a great job, because she set it up just like, like, because this subway case in New York, I mean, is atrocious, so it's everyone is so responding like that, of like, this man shouldn't get the benefit of his back, like, everyone's mad, right? And I wish I remembered the name of it, because of course, as soon as we have that, the next case we get is like, truly a heart-wrenching story of a woman who 
had been attacked and assaulted and her kid was assaulted and the guy broke back into the house and she killed him. And they're like, well, a reasonable, a reasonable person would have run out of the house. A reasonable person wouldn't have shot him and none of the evidence of her background, essentially, right? Oh, it's so hard because, oh, I don't know. The law is an imperfect thing, right? It is. Yeah, it really is. And this is, see, this is so interesting in, in Tennessee. So they've, yeah. they've changed voluntary manslaughter um, to what, what the classic example seems to be of the passion murders. Um, But then their reckless homicide is um, when you recklessly kill someone. Um, So driving your car into a crowd of people or pulling, uh, let's see. Is that like racing down the highway? Yeah, it would probably be the um, racing down a highway doing... um, I think I'm guessing that this would be something like the um, the DUI. Yeah. But no, it looks like, okay, so Tennessee does have a voluntary, so that's the one we were talking about, in a state of passion produced by adequate provocation. Now, this mm-hmm. one says reasonable person um, to act yeah. in an irrational manner. So that's that. And they have... Yeah, they don't seem to have involuntary manslaughter. So they have criminally negligent homicide. That's how they've classified it. Is the accused did something negligent, which in turn led to the death of another person. Vehicular homicide is drunk driving, drag racing, um, poor choices in a construction zone, conduct creating a substantial risk of death. Um, Then there's reckless homicide, which is basically anything else Uh, yeah means thought without the consequences so without thinking of the consequences so there are those um in virginia do i have these uh of course here i go everybody who's knowing me on these podcasts and everywhere else is my my notes my little rustle of notes that's how i live my life i think i might harm someone if i didn't have access to my (laughs) notes (laughs) my notes were taken away they're so good see it's a good balance because I'm like, just the vibes. There was like this one. I know, you and your vibes. <laughs> there was this one case this one time that was kind of like this. <laughs> and Virginia could give me Let the me citation. Pull it out. She it's could okay. give me the blue book citation. <laughs> no, we'll see. It's my memory. My memory for specifics is not that good. I have a good general memory. Yes. Um, and I've got a great memory for experiences. Um, but once you start talking about the, you know, is it says reasonable or not, or what code section was that, or what case name was that, forget it. Um, oh, yeah. So I think case I, names I'm not great at, uh, but I feel like I could tell you, and this is the wildest thing, probably most of the cases we read in torts, like the big ones, I could tell you what happened in those cases and what the decisions were. Probably not any of the names of them. <laughs> yeah, I can't even do that. That's why I take notes. I take really great notes, but I think it's because... I learned that that was the way I had yes. to do it so I would know it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and could return to it yeah. where maybe I would know it in the moment, but I couldn't return to it. But I always had my notes. And if I had my notes, yeah. I could return. But now it's almost a crutch. I think it's good, though. I don't know. I mean, I could not have told you any of what the statutes were. Oh, clearly I couldn't without that. <laughs> 
So we are but, all better informed because of my notes. Um, though it takes me a while to find yeah. them and read them. I need to come up with a better system for organizing them here. But that's yeah. that's basically I'm trying to come up with another one or two um small stories for these. For 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 any of the difference in the the homicides and murders, there's always this self defense issue, and I think that's where the su- the subway case yes. comes in. Is what are your defenses so that's, to the murders? Right, is the like a justifiable homicide essentially is when you're putting on this affirmative defense of saying, "Yes, I killed them. I did, but I did you it have in self defense. Yes, you have to admit you have. Yes, my actions caused their death, but it was because I had to." Yeah. And that's when you get into the really interesting state by state of like the castle doctrine and standing uh, your ground, stand your ground, um, duty to retreat, like which vary a lot. Um, they do. I think that's more the the biggest differentiations in the states versus yeah. the homicide rules. They're fairly similar. Fairly similar. Here's the top two. Here's the <laughs> bottom two. There's there's at least that little top to bottom. Yeah. Generally. One half above, one half below. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, is how you apply the defenses and which ones you have, um, I think varies a little bit more. And I'll throw this in because this is a, you, you're going to laugh because you know what case I'm about to talk about. I have been obsessed with this case for so long and with oh, Wisconsin. Which one? Oh, yes. It's perfect. Chelsea loves this case. Because it is such a fascinating. So this is a, We've been following it through her. Oh, yes. Following it for years. This is a case where she has been charged with first degree murder and it is, she is a woman now. She was charged when she was 17. So she was a girl at the time. She was charged with the murder of this man in his thirties who had been trafficking her since she was about like 14, 15 Wisconsin, but was no longer trafficking her. It's question. He was still having a, a sexual relationship with her at this point, and she was still a child, so she was still seventeen, and he was still in his thirties. Um, so legally, not cool, not kosher. Yeah. So Wisconsin has this really interesting statute, and when you talk about just statutory language and construction, which normally is super boring, but this isn't. So as we, as a country, have like understood human trafficking, so sweet, and particularly sex trafficking more, many, many states have created um, an affirmative defense of asserting sex trafficking as a a defense to being charged with usually solicitation, prostitution, sort of petty theft. Yeah. Wisconsin lawmakers said, uh, you can just assert this for any crime. One sentence, period. So... Gotta mm-hmm. love a public defender's office because that's who took it all the way up to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Good for them. They had her case. Her name is Crystal Kaiser. And they said she's asserting sex trafficking as a defense to her to killing him to murder. And then they were like, whoa, 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 you can't do that. But Frank, tell us the, the facts. I mean, a two minute version of what, okay. the facts of this death. So it. It is a very complicated case. Um, I don't think it's disputed that he was trafficking her, that they were having a sexual relationship. He had taken her to hotels to kind of have sex with his friends. But, but not then. She didn't right. kill him while they were in the hotel yes. having sex with their friends. Which it is what makes it different than a normal self-defense. Mm-hmm. So a normal self-defense, you usually have to be in imminent danger. That's kind of the like general. Right. Where if he traffics you, he gives you to the friend, you're supposed to have sex, you feel like your life is in danger. In that moment. You shoot. Yes. You kill. 
This is different though, because like I said, this statutory construction, it just says can be asserted against all crimes essentially. And it doesn't specify a need for imminent danger. When she shot him, um, they essentially seemed to be in his home. They had ordered pizza, had possibly been physically intimate. It's not really clear. Um, I mean, and she shot him at point blank range in the head. And when he stole was his not car. trying to hurt her. So she's asserting that he was attempting to initiate some like physical, some, some sexual relationship, but not um, forcibly. It seems like that is sort of in, uh, a big thing that's in dispute. Um, but she shot him, she killed him, and she stole his car. Um, so it's, the facts just are what they are. But this went, and the reason this case has been delayed so long was there was an argument of like, is she allowed to assert sex trafficking as a defense to first degree murder? It went all the way up like to the appellate court, to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Um, and it was this past June or July that they released a ruling allowing her to assert that defense. And so now trial has been scheduled and we will see how that goes. Um, wow. But that varies a lot state to state. Like I said, that particular defense, some places requires a threat of imminent of imminent danger, imminent harm. Right. This one did not, um, which is wild. I mean, it is in this case, like, I don't, I have a lot of feelings about maybe people who have sex with children should be scared. They'll get shot in the head, but like, that's not how our justice system it's, works. Right. <laughs> it's kind of the felony murder. Is yes. The idea is, I'm like, look, is... I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a social good. Maybe people like that should be scared, but that's not how our legal Kelsey's system works. Instituting the purge. <laughs> Honest. Look. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like I cannot put you in the world. I cannot release you into the world. It's not imprisonment, everybody, when Chelsea's here. It's for everyone's own good. Honestly, look. I went to law school yes, only to be like the biggest fan of vigilante justice, right? Tammy Claire, here's our legal disclaimer. Yes, Thank I'm not you, condoning. <laughs> I'm not condoning any crimes. We I'm just saying. This isn't a good thing. We're not asking for, we're not no. supporting. No, because there are a lot of problems with, as much as I like to joke and, yeah. you know, say burn it down, you know, exact your own justice. The reality is, is like there was a point in this country where that was allowed. And what it did was not great. We had lynchings. We had, the, and that was yeah. just the reality of like what it looks like when each person chooses yes. their own idea of justice. Exactly. And the feeling, I support the feeling because that's, what, that's where it comes from is it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel justifiable. It doesn't feel like justice. Yeah. So something different should more extreme should yes. be done. And the feeling behind it is, is very real yes. and I can completely support that. But on the whole and in yes. total, not just on the whole yes. in total, we don't support taking the law into your own hands. No. Um, we, suggest and strongly advise though not as your attorneys but just standard moral yes. advice please don't commit a crime yes it really don't if commit crime do, don't google things about yeah it. It really and 
consult an attorney in your state, your attorneys. I'm not not a attorney (laughs) attorneys. She is not an attorney. These are all our legal disclaimers. Yeah. This show is for education and entertainment only. Um, hopefully a little education, but at least entertainment. I think we explained the levels of of homicide fairly well. I think so. I think we gave an example for each to make it easy to remember. A little bit. Um, Check talked out a little states. Yeah. Yeah. Talked a little bit about defenses. Hit a few. We could yeah. maybe. Yeah. We've got so many topics. I we think can talk defense about. would be an interesting topic oh, to cover it's on its so own. So interesting because it's not just to murder. No, no, no. It's for it's so many things. So many things. And I've yes. got some good stories on I self-defense. I bet you do. I do. I do have some good stories. We might on have that. to. Look, I have a list of topics we're going to cover that are just my whims at this point. Like self-defense, <laughs> character evidence. Yeah, we still got to come back to that one. But this one was this one was because timely. it was too timely with regard yeah. to the Tyree Nichols case, where it, it seemed to fit that this would be the week to do this to mm-hmm. get it back out into into the public. Of here's kind of what you're looking at, why you're looking at, and then yeah. it basically goes down to the mental state. Of the person committing the crime. Yeah. That is how it's broken down. That's a lot of crime and how it's broken down. Pretty much. Um, for levels of proof. But we will be following the Tyree Nichols case very closely. Yes. If you want to go back and hear more about that case in particular um, and the, the crimes and charges yeah. for that, go back to the Legal Weekly Wine um, for... I'm losing track of the first week in February. So the yes. first Friday in February. So February 3rd. Oh, yeah. Um, we're in the first full week of February now of 2023. Um, and for those of where you who are January listening, go? I know. And yeah, I mean, this one is relevant no matter what yeah, year you're in, um, cause it's about murder, <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that's how we feel about that. Yes. Um, I'm Virginia Tarani and I'm Chelsea Rogers and we are part of Tarani law because you never need a lawyer till you do.